Sobros Nation, welcome back to the unofficial Titans podcast, where we here at the Sobros Network talk about the Tennessee Titans. I am your host for the evening, Big Natural, Stoney Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter, at Stoney Keeley. Follow us collectively, at Sobros Titans. Uh, I've done a shitty job of maintaining that account, but I'm getting back from vacation, trying to get back into the swing of things, and I'll be keeping it updated. You can follow the main account, at Sobros Network, all major social media platforms. Tonight, I am joined by the General John Mosley. Mose, how you doing, man? Great, man. Great. Feeling good. Feeling ready for the weekend. Ready for the weekend. Yeah, it's um, be Friday by the time this is published. So, uh, getting getting ready for a little bit of Gen Friday. My God. So we've got OTA is underway for the Tennessee Titans right now. A big theme this offseason has been good to great. Okay, Mike Vrabel has instituted this mantra. We're not going to be good anymore. Everything we do, we're going to be great. Everything he doesn't even want people saying the word good anymore. Everybody's only saying great. What do you what do you think of this? Uh, I, I love I love a coach that is committed to the the extras, the you know, we're going to put a fucking uh, anchor in the goddamn locker room because <laughs> we're solid or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of, that stuff kind of does fire me up, but I don't know. It's, I want us to be great too, but we're going to be great by protecting the, the quarterback and getting the ball downfield. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, but he's Coach Handsome. I'm not going to question it. I, I'm not going to shit on it and then us go like 12 and 4. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, you got a you got the ass of a Kardashian has a certain element of draw to it. Thank you. Now, I will say, Coach Handsome, this good to great shit has a little bit of Butch Jones in it, and it kind of, yeah. it kind of. <laughs> I don't know what's next. Are we going to be carrying around trash cans at practice? And <laughs> I mean, can we? Are we going to bring out the turnover chain? Like it, it kind of. I'm going to say it. All due respect to Coach Vrabel, I'm sure he's listening. It it feels a little juvenile to me. Tacky, even. Yeah, back that ass up, juvenile. Ooh. So I don't know. I mean, I, I get what he's trying to do, and I do. I I love me some Coach Vrabel. Like I I catch myself thinking sometimes, man. I hope the Titans. I, I hope they don't overreact if the Titans have a losing record this season and fire the guy, because I do think he's going to be a great head coach in the national football league. Just, you know, coach players, coach players. (laughs) That's all you got to do. You don't need, we don't, we don't need this good to great shit. You coach the players are going to be great. Dude, hundred percent with you. I didn't want to put the Butch Jones voodoo, but you know, I mean, I would hope it's different, but, but it feels like there's going to be a state farm commercial. With him building a fucking mailbox. Him and fucking Charlie. <laughs> Motherfucker. I shouldn't speak ill of Charlie. He left that woman a massive tip at Christmas time when she oh, needed new right. glasses for her pig or whatever. That pig needs glasses. Hey, since you obviously like podcasts, you might want to check out Optimal Living Daily, where I simply read articles to you just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. One short reading every single day of the year to help you learn, grow, and live a more meaningful life, covering happiness, personal development, minimalism, and more from very popular writers. 
changed my life for the better and hopefully will for you too. Check it out and subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's the podcast, Optimal Living Daily. So the first episode of the Unofficial Titans podcast, you and I talked about the draft, our thoughts on each pick and where we see these players fitting in long-term. We're kind of getting a late start in the off-season for this podcast. We never got to talk about the free agent period. So we're going to backtrack a bit tonight before there's too much actual football to talk about this year and talk about the four major signings from this free agency class. Mose, what are your overall impressions? Do you think the Titans did good to fair to bad? What do you make of, of the big free agent signings this offseason? I, um, it felt, it felt like, I'm going to say this, it kind of, it felt like a, nothing exciting really. Um, yeah. But maybe stability, hopefully, you know, a new, a new, I, I don't know, I can't think of the word right now, but it, it is, it's, it's, you know, it's not flashy, it's just like Coach Curry, well, it may not be flashy, but we're hoping, I personally, I, I like that, the Humphreys pick, I, He's a guy that I've always felt, you know, he he's just he's he's consistent and um, and I was I was even with uh, with getting AJ in the draft. I'm still I'm here for that for that pickup. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, just it's not flashy. You know, there's no one for everyone to jump up and down and say yeah yeah that's but stable hopefully right consistency. Yeah, it didn't pop. I think a lot of Titans right. fans, as is the case with Titans fans every fucking season, if you've been a part of this fan base for five fucking minutes you hear it they want the big splash signing we didn't get that I mean in my opinion I I listen I got a bit of an erection when Roger Saffold was announced as a as a Tennessee Titan but uh you know for the most part yeah it didn't have the splash signing uh but I do think they addressed positions of need so let's let's start with Adam Humphreys then uh the first big contract that they signed Four years, $36 million. It's an average of $9 million a year. Primarily thought of as a slot guy playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have insisted that they're going to line him up outside too to see what he can do. Do you think that's the right course of action to take? Do you think they're bluffing a little bit? And, and how would you use him if you are the Titans? I, I think it all comes down to how AJ looks where AJ Brown, they kind of, I know he's going to be a guy that he can kind of, I really feel like he's going to be able to play kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just, he's just got a great body and everything to go with it. Um, so with that segment, I think, you know, so if, if AJ can go in the slot and they think that that's, you know, put Adam Humphreys to the outside and that's going to work. I'm here for it. I think he's a guy that again, he may not, you know, he, he may not have that, um, 90-yard bomb kind of, you know, yeah, maybe known for that. But mm-hmm. he's a guy, man, we need seven yards. He's going to get us eight. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, and he's kind of underrated as a yards-after-catch yeah. guy. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I would use him wherever you see that he's the best. I mean, qu- quite frankly, I, I don't know that. I mean, if he's doing well outside and you've got Davis on one end, you've got Humphreys on the other, and that's working – Fucking go for it. Throw it till the cows come home. I don't think that you should sign a slot guy and just say, oh, he's just going to be a slot guy. I don't think that's that's smart coaching. Guys played four seasons in the NFL, 
2015 to 2018, all with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His career stat line reads 219 receptions, 2,329 yards, and nine touchdowns. Um, About 42% of his career production came in 2018 alone. 816 yards, five touchdowns that year, last year. So you're looking at a guy whose trajectory is pointing up. Like he's he's an ascending player. Uh, My concern, be honest with you, he played in that wide open Tampa Bay offense where they were throwing the ball quite a bit. He was on the same team as Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans that were drawing defensive backs away from Humphreys. Uh, aside from the Titans just plain throwing the ball less, he's probably going to get more attention when he is on the field. What do you think his production looks like in a Titans offense that throws as, as few times as it does? It hope, Hopeful me sees this as an opportunity, hopefully for him to be a big part of that play-action game. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and honestly, maybe... You were just talking about his yak yardage, man. Maybe, maybe he doesn't get you know three or four balls thrown his way. Maybe three or four less, I should say, per game. But yeah, you know what if what if he only gets two or three catches? But shit, one of those is you know a little bit of a 35, 40 yarder. I mean, it's one of those. Hopefully, we've got Davis, we've got Humphreys, we've got AJ Brown, we've got Delaney Walker back. It's 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 got to open up for somebody. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, no, I'm. I'm with you. I, I personally think his production where you're going to see him be most valuable is in the red zone. And yeah, because the Titans just don't throw it deep that often. I don't think he's going to rack up these monstrous fantasy numbers, but I do think he's sure handed. Yep. The Titans receivers had issues with drops last yes. season. I think they just needed guys that could flat out catch the ball, period. And Humphreys is that guy. So I think what you're going to see is you know, he had five touchdowns last year. I think you're looking at something where he might have six to eight touchdowns, yeah, and yeah, but less receptions, less yards. I think that's where his his value comes into play in 2019. I oh, still, it's a great point. I still think nine million a year is a bit expensive for him. So my question to you, ultimately, do you make the deal? Do you sign this contract? At the time, I, you know, we were talking about it in the Slack group, whatever it happened, and for the most part, the, I, I was okay with the number. Um, again, at that time, this is before the draft, of course. This is, you know, we, we, we had Corey Davis and Delaney, and we're sitting there going, we kind of need, you know, that other. So I, I think at the time, I do maybe now if he's, you know, if I'm going for him and the Humphreys, Humphreys is there with the guy A.J. Brown, maybe then I may go a little less, but. Yeah. You know, if he can get me, like you're saying, if he can close in around double-digit touchdowns, you know, 8 to 10 range maybe, like, okay, okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm still chewing on this deal. I'm still kind of having, having a hard time accepting it, but hopefully I'm proven wrong when I say things yeah. like he's not going to have Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson luring defensive backs away from him. Uh, he's not going to be playing in an offense that throws the ball as much. So true. hopefully I'm wrong, but I'm still kind of still kind of up in the air about it. One that I'm not up in the air about is the addition of Roger Saffold. 
four years, 44 million. That's an average of 11 million a year. This guy is 6'5", 323 pounds. He's as, as athletic. Blah, 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 blah. He is as athletic as they come, which should bode well for the Titans' zone run scheme. Uh, looks like he's going to be starting next to Taylor Lewan. The left side of that line is going to be stout. So hopefully those sack numbers dip on Marcus Mariota. Are you concerned at all about his age, Mose? I mean, the guy's 30 years old, nine years in the league under his belt. Hey, again, we call that a hopeful night. That just means he's a vet. He knows the little things. He knows the little little shortcuts, if you will. And you, you thought, man, I'm just sick of Marcus just getting knocked out. I'm hoping, yeah, you know, the attitude he's going to bring with Taylor. I mean, I, I again, you know, that this is an exciting. You know, the, the older I get, the more excited I am for a fucking offensive line. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when you're, when yeah. you're 15, 16, or a little younger, you know, it's oh man, we offensive linemen. Now I'm like, oh, hell yeah, keep Marcus upright, for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not, I've seen some people that have voiced uh, a certain concern about it, but, man, offensive linemen can play forever, it feels like. So I think he does have one more big contract left in him. I think this is an immediate upgrade over Quentin Spain, and I loved yes. Quentin Spain, but... The guy took a step back, and Roger Saffold is is an upgrade. There's just no two ways about it. But do you think it was enough to get the Titans' offensive line as a unit back to where it was in 2016 and back where it needs to be for Marcus Mariota to play safely? And I hope that's the – I mean, it's, we're not the first to say it this offseason. I mean, that's the big question of yeah. 2019. It's, it's to Marcus – Stay healthy, stay on his feet, make some big plays. Uh, I, I'm, not as, I'm not one of the naysayers. I'm with you, man. I think I'm a fan of the guy. I don't know if it's going to be that, that that elite level or whatever, you know, pop word you want to use um, that we saw a couple of years ago. But I, I do. I, I have I have high, high expectations. I have reasonable expectations. Mm-hmm. But this offensive line is going gonna, is gonna to be a better, just stouter, like you said, 2019. And I, I'm hopeful. I think he – I just don't see a downside. I mean, 30 again, he said it. They, these guys, I mean, you going to tell Bruce Matthews at 30 and he's done? Get out of here. Yeah, right. These these guys, they like to get in the pit, and they want to fucking throw people around. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this – that's an attitude that – this offensive line, the Tennessee Titans offensive line, is about man. You see those guys, and it's a, it's a swagger. So I'm I'm here for it. I think I just really hope that that's you know they want to make a statement, man. Like this year, that, you know, we can be one of the best offensive lines in the league, man. Especially with a guy like Marcus back there that can kind of, you know, when he's on that quick release, that you know, those quick plays. That it's just. I know I'm excited. I really am. I think I think a year from now, maybe you know, hopefully the playoff run and, and all those naysayers are going to have to eat some crow. Man, I think is it possible for the offensive line to be better, but for this to not really complete what they need done? Like, yeah. there's there's still a huge question mark at right guard at right, right now, yep. Yep. and that's kind of unsettling. But I do think I do think this is this is part one. This is the best possible option they could have gotten at left guard that's uh 
an important position to play along the offensive line right next to the left tackle, your Pro Bowl caliber left tackle. So I, I think if Jack Conklin can return to form, then we won't be having any doubts about this by the time we're, we're halfway through the season. But right now, looking at it, I'm like, uh, I don't know that they invested enough in the right side of the line. And that's what concerns me. So That's big, man. That's, that's, you're, only as, uh, you're only as great as your, as your weakest part. So that's cool, especially in the NFL. Any weakness is going to show right away. The Titans trade to get Ryan Tannehill. One-year deal, $2 million. This guy was supposed to be the franchise when the Dolphins drafted him several years ago. What went wrong for the guy in Miami? Oh, man, I I hate to. I've just never been a big Tannehill guy. I'm okay with I'm okay with the deal. I'm okay with the money. Um, I'm I'm happy that he's. I guess you know that's a, a backup. I'm kind of confident in. I still. I'm sorry. I don't think you know if we're in the same spot as who is the Titans for last year. You know, needing that backup week seventeen. Do I think Tannehill's going to go in there and light it up and get? No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not going to have that. But I think again, upgrade a little more, a little better. And and I'm sure you're going to say, you know, if he's healthy and the right mindset, it's a pretty high ceiling he has. I've just never yeah. been a big fan of him. I like Tannehill a lot, and I thought Miami was a terrible fit for him from the start. I mean, they weren't really. Built to his strengths, he's a talented athlete, and I think it was kind of bad for him that he was just handed the job, and pretty much his entire duration in Miami, he had to beat out Matt Moore to be the starting quarterback. Uh, So he didn't have that competition. I think he was hurt by a lack of stability in the coaching staff. He had a fuck ton of offensive coordinators, head, uh, head coaching turnover, so I don't know. It's kind of, to me, it's like he's in a similar situation as Marcus Mariota, but he's considerably less talented. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a quarterback competition at all, and, and the coaching staff has said as much. Marcus is the guy. Marcus is going to get the chance to play this entire season. Tannehill's injury history is actually more extensive than Mariota's. I mean, people have this false idea that Mariota is, is injured and misses all this time when really it's not that bad, and, and Tannehill's is worse. And aside from the fact that he is below average in every statistical category so far and, and hasn't proven otherwise yet. So all of that said, I, I'm with you. I like the deal. One year, two yep. million bucks for a quality backup, which is what yep. Tannehill's going to be. You know you're probably probably going to need him at some point this season. And if you look back at the Colts game last year, do you feel better about Blaine Gabbert going in to win that game, or do you feel better about Ryan Tannehill going in to win that game? And I think the answer is Tannehill over yeah. Gabbert. So I feel better about the backup position. Uh, do you? I think you're, you nailed it with I would. I, I would feel better. I, I'll admit it. I'd feel better about Tannehill over Gabbert. It's still just, I, I don't know, it's probably just my own bias with, not you know again just not being a huge fan of the guy but he can fit in that system if god forbid marcus were to miss a little action he can you, know, you said it got a little wheels he's got a little athleticism to him so yeah yeah i mean you kind of talked me down from like what a you know i don't really know about that to like <laughs> all right all right you know again i, I love the deal that's nothing he, and he's he's a former starting quarterback i mean the shit 
you hope you don't see him. The guy. Yeah, for real, though. I mean, that's, that's deep down, that's all. I'm like, I don't really want the wide receiver from A&M playing quarterback. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let's 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 talk about Cam Wake. Uh, the defensive end going to come in and, and hopefully bolster the pass rush a little bit. Three years, $23 million. Kind of seems... Kind of seems steep for a 37-year-old. Yeah. $7.6 million a year. Six sacks in 2018 were actually as few as since his rookie season, but he did play fewer than 50% of the team's defensive snaps. Uh, that's per Jim Wyatt of TitansOnline.com. The guy's a 10-year veteran of the league, but he's still fucking jacked. I mean, he yes. just looks ripped. Double-digit sack numbers in five of his 10 seasons. He's learning a new defense, though, and he's 37 years old. Do you have any concern at all about the impact he can make? That was the one, yeah, I didn't, I don't love that deal. It does seem a little steep. I know he can bring in, again, that vet mentality. There's some, you know, there's some tricks of the trade he can kind of pass down to uh, some of those younger, those younger Titans on the defensive side, but I just... As excited as I am when I first heard, you know, I'm like, oh, Cameron Wake, that's awesome, because I, I, I enjoy watching him play. It, it does feel a little – I'm not expecting a ton out of him. I'm expecting, you know, maybe – I don't even just want to say, you know, a player. It just – a couple of big plays this year, a couple of forced fumble sacks, shit like that. I mean, I would be on the moon happy, but I, I – yeah, it's just a little steep. Dean Pease likes that he can teach the young guys, quote, how to be a pro. Yeah. Leadership qualities that. are there, but do you pay a guy who's yeah. 37 years old $7.6 million a year for his, his leadership qualities? I mean, to be a tutor. Do, you, do, you, do you think this is a good value or not? It's hard for me to argue that when you say the word value. I, I think a little overpriced, but... He is a guy that you know, the numbers have just pointed out, man. He he is efficient at what he does. It's a, yeah. it's a different system. I, I have to say it though, it is it's a little high price for you know he's gonna give good knowledge, you know, pass down some, some knowledge to these guys. Like, yeah. shit, man, for that much money, he needs to like write him out a fucking cookbook too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. The bottom line for me is, are you comfortable with a potential starting edge rush duo of Wake and Harold Landry entering his sophomore season? See, I, I, don't, I don't think, I mean, I'm cool with him being a starter. I just don't know if we can expect you just Cameron Wake every play, you know, play in and play out. He's almost, I, I feel like mid-season, I don't know, I don't want to be a negative Nelly if it's so positive, but I, he may be more of a situational at times kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. But I, I love it. Again, I, I beat a dead horse. I love it for Landry. I love it. You know, he's going to learn a lot from this guy. It's just yeah, and, the Titans checkbook. And in my opinion, Landry's going to be the stud. Landry's yes. going to be oh, the no, guy. No. And I think it speaks volumes about how this coaching staff has evaluated Sharif Finch, an undrafted guy in 2018, came in and played well when he was called upon in his rookie season, and now it looks like a guy who's going to be a part of the rotation. And they draft DeAndre Walker. In that context, yep. it kind yep. of makes the signing a little better to me. But, yeah, all, all in all, I think I'm, I'm still kind of iffy. Uh, is Cameron Wake and Harold Landry a better duo than Brian Arakpo and Derek Morgan? 
I don't know. You, you, don't you'd know. hope so. I mean, yeah. fuck it. Five years ago, Cameron Wake's better than both of them. Cameron True. Wake's probably worth both of them. But True. 2019, I, I, I don't know. I mean, this, this is going to be interesting because it kind of felt like that missing ingredient on defense was the pass rush. And yes, no we're going to find out right away whether or not this was a Band-Aid or a solution. And they've got some good young talent in there that they can develop and Wake can help them develop. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, that's a great point, man, with the rotation. I feel like if we get another another guy or two, you know, maybe that, that signing is pays dividends with the knowledge and, and the situational awareness of Wake. But we'll, we'll have to see. So which position, those those were the four main signings, and I know they, they re-signed Kenny Vaccaro. Right. I don't, don't want to disrespect him or anything. We're just talking about new faces in Tennessee on this show. Which, pos- which position do you think the Titans failed to address adequately this offseason, be it free agency, be it the draft? I, I, was, I was prepared to say I still was iffy about the um, – about the pass rush a little bit, but I, yeah. you've almost talked me into maybe it's that right side of the offensive line, man. You, I, you know, I've I've been so excited about this or that. I'm sitting here thinking like we just can't have Marcus on his ass on his back. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's we saw so much of that last year and all the talk of this or that injury. It's just that might be it. It may be the offensive line um, just solely because we know. With that running game, with with the weapons, hopefully how they look, we need you know we that extra second is going to matter. Yeah, and and really specifically, it's it's right guard for me mm-hmm. because right now Kevin Pamphil is the guy. Kevin Ke- Kevin Pamphil is the starter guy that is as versatile as they come. He's played every position, even started a game at left tackle, or he right. may have filled in for Taylor Lewan at left tackle. But you know they. They, they needed another guy, and, and you, you still don't know about Jack Conklin moving forward. Yeah. There was some talk about sliding Conklin into right guard and playing Dennis Kelly at right tackle. Kelly's a guy that would be starting at right tackle on any other offensive line in the league. So it, it kind of surprises me that they're not finding a way to get him into the rotation, get him into that starting lineup. And then you draft Nate Davis, who... I think given the competition around him, Nate Davis could figure to be the week one starter at right guard, but then you've, you've got a rookie, an inexperienced guy out there uh, in, in an important position given how often Mariota was uncomfortable last year. So I don't know. Beyond those guys, it's Corey Levin, who looks like he's probably better as a center, may end up replacing Ben Jones at center. Crazy. And then you've got Tyler Merritt's, and it's just not – there's not a lot of competition there, and that's what concerns me. And I, I, it's easy for me to say I wish they would have invested a, a higher draft pick in it, but then you're talking about giving up on a top-five talent in Jeffrey Simmons at 19. Correct. You're talking about passing on A.J. Brown, who could be the best wide receiver in the draft. So I can't criticize him too much, but after spending so much on Taylor Lewan last season and then spending so much on Roger Saffold this season – Man, you kind of left your right side of the line high and dry. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you know you read just about any analysis of of the draft picks. Um, it was you're like, hey, 
you know, he's kicked and come in here and maybe start right away, but it's exciting. But the other part of you is like, God, do we really, is that really, you know, the, the, the best decision right now? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at a competition between a veteran of the league who's kind of bounced around and never really stuck mm-hmm. somewhere and a kid that's never played a down of NFL football in his life. I, I don't know how easy it is to transition from right tackle to right guard. I don't know how feasible it, it was to think that Conklin could do it, and mm-hmm. then you could just put Kelly at right tackle. TDK touchdown Dennis Kelly at right tackle, mind you. No. But the idea, it sounds like, was at least entertained. And that was one of those things. I thought it was just fucking Titans fans being crazy motherfuckers. But then you hear like the coaching staff talk about, oh, we're going to examine all possibilities. So you wonder what kind of went into that, because from a pure talent perspective, those are your five best offensive linemen. Taylor Lewan, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Jack Conklin, and Dennis Kelly. Those are your five best guys, hands down. So it, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it's going to play out over the summer. No, you, I, I couldn't have said any better. I think that's the biggest question. Going in, man, is, is you know, Mark is staying healthy, and that offensive line, how are they going to look? Well, Mose, that's going to do it for another episode of the Unofficial Titans podcast. Thank you for joining me tonight. How can our listeners get in touch with you on the social media platforms? I am at Sobro Mose on the Twitters and the Instagrams, and I hope everyone has an awesome week, weekend, wherever, and always. Oh, my God, that's so nice. You're so You're such a sweetheart. Thank you. Such a sweetheart. Thank you so much. I just won an award. I am uh, Stoney Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stoney Keeley. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're everywhere. Hit up SobrosNetwork.com. Hit up SobrosShop.com. And sign up for the Sobros Network Patreon at Patreon.com slash Sobros Network for exclusive content and premium access to the Sobros Network team. (sighs) Until next time, Titans fans, you stay classy, Titans fans.